God damn it, I'm not an idiot. You don't have to hit me with it so hard. The Sunday Skypers. Burning Beards. So I'm looking at my beliefs, and unfortunately, we're going after a shield. Yeah, I'm just looking at my beliefs, too. I don't think I'm going to be in this episode much. For Slate, I mean, you're looking for glowstone stuff. And I also am not going to do the violence thing. Right, but I'm, and, and you're going to sure be this. right next to Flint most of the time, I'm guessing. Yes. I don't see a problem with your beliefs. No, I didn't say there was a problem. I said I'm not going to be in this episode much because of the fighting and nasty stuff that Slate's not going to want to do. Do you know something I do not know? <laughs> How do you no, know? No, but I know we're going to have to fight a dragon eventually. Yeah, yeah that's not, not this time around. This session, Jesus Christ! Oh, <laughs> oh, no. you, you have to work yourselves up to the big one. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, for Kill, you can move down uh, the witch beliefs, for instance. Um, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm going I'm in right now. Opposite direction. You may remember having a, an encounter with a, a very old dwarf. About some beer. This Bjorregin individual suggested you should follow the, the dwarf that didn't have a shield. And that should lead you to the right place if you were looking for a certain... The dwarf who didn't have the shield. Stuff. Didn't have a shield, yes. I think he said something to the tune of, uh, you know, lost is the dwarf who has no shield. You only know mm. of one dude who is looking for a shield. <laughs> and maybe for the prince a relevant... Um, Thing would be to bring back the uh, oath, right? You swore an oath to help uh, Flint recover the the shield, right? Yes. Probably going to be more, uh, yeah, relevant, obviously, for this session. Dun, 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 dun. I need to be healing artists for Slate and keep him in one piece. Sounds good. We have already determined that Slate has a hard time staying in one piece. <laughs> he leaves bits and puddles here and there. Speaking of which, I should I should update myself on, on Slate's wound situation. I'm still wounded. You, you, I haven't gotten a chance to rest yet, so I think that's what you said last time. Okay, so the light, we, we took care of the light wound. Uh, you still have the midi wound that isn't going to go away anytime soon. That's good. Good, 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 good. Let's look at Flint's Hurtometer. I'm hurt. <laughs> I know it's news to me too. Pardon? You are supposed to have a midi wound that you have healed one die from. Uh, refresh my memory. <laughs> Remember when you took that axe to the head in the infirmary? Oh, I thought that was long heal. Healed. I guess not. My if sense count- of time has been distorted. So- if we counted actual non-in-game days, yeah, it would be long time, long since healed. But sadly, it's only been like a week. <laughs> so we know you're you're down a die because of um, a swelling in the hurt. For for the prince, the singing witch stuff not going to happen this session, most likely. So that's going to be a dead belief. Uh, you won't earn crap for it. However, you did have one, uh, a general one about finding something useful in, in the re- retreat, which could still be interesting, like beside the crest. Like you have an oath. You're sworn to help him with the crest. That we, we know that. But maybe there's something else there that you could use um, against the dragon. 
So that would be like something you could strive for and earn Arta for. Here's our rewrote number two. To help sure. the prince retake Scoria Deep, I will help him seek the Garterdam shield. I figure, you know, they may go together. No, I, I, that works for me. All right. Uh, I think everyone else is good. Uh, looking at my notes, I wonder if I should cut a few things. You can Give cut me... the cave trolls. <laughs> Give... <laughs> Not a chance. So you're all going on a fantastic expedition. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And the people who are clued in are uh, you. As stated, if you want to get there within a day or two, like if you want to get there and back within two days, you're going to have to keep the company small. So you and no more than four more people. That would be a small enough like fellowship, essentially, that you could you could get there fast mm-hmm. and get back. Something happened. Well, it's, it's also in the uh, category of uh, a huge uh, party moving would certainly attract the attention of the dragon, and we don't want to do that now. Possibility, possibility, yes. You, At least yeah. that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Yes. <laughs> I have one of the princes show up with a keg, and, and I say, before we head on out, hand me your mugs. We'll have a drink before we leave. Is there any particular person you'd like to be there that you want to say anything particular to, or is this more like, uh, I, I make sure we all have a drink and then we go. I mean, there, there are some very minor clerical things to take note of, like maybe Sigurd notes that, uh, Mel and Jorig are, uh, still kind of steamed that nobody's picked a favorite or somebody to officially lead the, the company, but, but, uh, they're not like in a state of rebellion or anything like that. They're just annoyed. The body's barely cold. <laughs> you know how it is with dwarves. So you, you gather up your stuff. Who do you take with you, if anyone? Who do we have in the scouting party that's fit to travel and uh, keep an ear open where I can't? I dread to answer questions like that after having filled out a list full of names. Um, <laughs> hey, wasn't there one that helped Slate? Yeah, there's a tie. <laughs> It's definitely a tie. You could also potentially grab a scout is, if, that's, it, if that's your interest. Is Ty uninjured? <laughs> Ty is more or less uninjured. Like he was battered about the face a bit, but it, it wasn't bad, right? It wasn't super bad. Well, I'll, I'll confer with uh, Slate here real quick. So, where do you uh, place your trust in with Ty? About as far as I can throw in. Okay, scalp it is. Well, where's Froomey? We were looking for him before. I'm trying to remember which ones did we send back, and and if we haven't seen a Froomey lately, maybe we should uh, quickly try to locate him. Yeah. See, Froomey, I would trust. <laughs> the guy who helps you out of the bind with the Brechia dwarves, <laughs> you don't trust. Well, I guess you you trust him to run. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I trust uh, him to be yeah. a coward. Essentially, sure. that's fair. Um, I'm totally like at a, at a loss where we stuck through me last time we saw him. I, I don't think we've ever seen him this season yet. Mm. So him fancying Bella, I can't remember mm-hmm. when that was. I think that's the last time we saw him. Was it? I think, I think he came to yeah, look for uh, Flint when Flint was uh, about to go, uh, you know, tattle to the spiders. That was Froomey. I'm sure you can find Froomey. Froomey was probably, you know, he, he got turned around somewhere. He's a scout. Of course he got lost. Hey! I'm just glad he wasn't kidnapped this time. 
Well, uh, yeah. He, he got turned around, but not physically. Put it that way. Maybe him and Ella are canoodling. Who knows? Froomey does then. After much ado, Froomey uh, appears, reports in. Uh, so you have a Froomey and maybe a Scalf if you want. You can always grab some Axe Bearers if that's your fancy or mm-hmm. someone else, anyone else. I, I think a couple Axe Bearers wouldn't hurt. Yeah. The prince should have an escort of sorts. Drunk Cuthred is pr- uh, uh, presently in charge of the uh, camp. Usually grab Unferth. Yeah. Unferth is a damage magnet. So I'm hearing through me and on Firth. I think that's a good troop. Do, do you yeah, want to bring some good. some uh, brewer apprentices to torture? No, no, no. I'll leave that up the bear. Uh, maybe we should get a couple of ex- just you know faceless axe bearers. That's not how I roll. No, that's I right. Want you them will to kill- have names and history, so it hurts <laughs> when they die. So I could describe their eyeballs melting and pooling on the floor <laughs> when they're you know killed by dragon fire. Okay, so uh, you, you grab your people. And you set out, and I think we maybe pick up somewhere north of camp uh, along the underway. You'll have to follow it northwest for a while until it uh, until you can uh, grab the intersection that turns off toward the tiny little green spot valley. Tell me about the underway here, like uh, mm-hmm. Fandral. Tell me, like, what's a facet of the underway going north toward Brekia that? Um, that this part portion was like famous for that, like the approach to Scoria from Breccia was famous for something in the underway. What was it? There are scenes of dwarven heroes carved on the sides of the tunnel. Cool. Are they like you know the equivalent of uh, mythology scenes where you have like uh, they're they're performing deeds? Yeah. Right. What what signs do you guys see here in this section that no one's uh, except for you know goblins? No one except for goblins have, have been here for like maybe a hundred years. Well, that, that actually that actually isn't isn't exactly true because hasn't there been been back and forth between Breccia and uh, here? They've been using they've been using some side tunnels. Goblin graffiti. <laughs> Goblin graffiti. <laughs> like they know how to write. No, no, it's all it's all pictograms. You, you look at that going. I don't oh, think that's. I see. So, so the <laughs> the the noble scenes have been defaced by by like goblin stick figures and other things too. And I'm looking at you know, of course, we got one. I would think he would be happy to have one that large. I think Slate is trying anything <laughs> to look away from the graffiti at the moment. They're probably probably. Uh, Crude symbols and hands scrawled and, and spattered yeah. about the walls as, as far up as they could possibly reach. What they couldn't reach, they hit with the goblin poo. I think uh, Unferth passing, passing, you know, beneath these great reliefs uh, and carvings, you know, he's just muttering uh, savages. You know, someone's got to go up there and clean that off. Yes, I'll, I'll have Sigurd add that to the, the list. <laughs> Unfortunately, Sigmund, or fortunately, perhaps for Sigbert, no one is there. He is not there. As you progress north uh, along these tunnels, and your own own footsteps are the only lonely echoes throughout these long, almost interminable seeming tunnels, and the the pictures of old heroes fade more and more, like rubble and cracks appear uh, about the ceiling and the walls. And, uh, you know, perhaps perhaps it was a blessing in disguise that 
not in disguise, but a bit of a blessing that that uh, only the portions near Scoria were were carved. Otherwise, the carvings would have been totally ruined as the mountains shifted. You persist for about the the, the morning, uh, and then you reach the uh, cutoff point, which is um, old holding off the main underway tunnel. It was maybe not a Goddardam holding, but the holding of a a uh, an allied clan. So tell me what kind of interesting crest or like figure or statuary you can see when you sort of pass through this um, this old holding that's now just turned to dust and ghosts. Well, if there's dust and ghosts, you know, you can see Ufko, you know, stopping and making various hand gestures. You know, it looks vaguely like he's trying to make some sort of signal or something like that. Just a ward. For everyone else, <laughs> dust and echoes, but for but for Ulfkill, it's total dust and ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if you just need a visual, I've got this sure. idea of tunnels, and there's like the barren oak tree on each side, and as the leafless branches come across, they arc across the top and intertwine. Were they farmers? It, it's a symbolic thing. Yeah. The, sure. the, the barren trees. Your allied uh, your allied uh, clans would uh, would keep your your crest around as a as a badge of like hey we're on this team i'm just going with an artistic impression here i have no idea what they're thinking <laughs> i'm just curious maybe you don't know maybe none of you know it, um, the significance maybe the two different clans had a wedding and uh th- this is how they commemorated the joining of the two i don't <laughs> It's 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 the branching, it's intertwining, and he's like sticking his fingers together and making an arch. See, see, it's ah, pat in the back. (laughs) Right, lad. Right. So maybe you take your midday meal under one of these like uh, crest reliefs uh, in a in an open area with a bit of an old uh, like fountain, and you're you're uh, sitting around and you're you're chatting about this stuff. And maybe now would be a good time to check your maps and uh, notes. I've been thinking, my lord, this dragon, what say we find a way to lure him to the surface? So he leaves and goes bother the humans. I mean, they are the ones that caused it. Maybe we should let them solve it. This dragon seems to have a dislike of dwarves, so it seems to be something personal. If that would work, we could try it, but I don't think it will work. Ah, uh, well, it's just a thought. I wish I brought a keg. This is awfully dry. Crunch, crunch, crunch. <laughs> what's what's Slate's uh, impression of this whole like deal? Suddenly, like you're 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 um, away from the hustle and bustle of all the the, the dwarves and and taking care of people, and it's all like very quiet, dead, silent, dusty. Here's here's a question: Did Slate bring dog? Yeah. Sleeping mm-hmm. front dog, probably <laughs> so sitting there petting him, feeling extremely uncomfortable because he's not used to he's not used to the silence. Like his life is a constant motion, so he's kind of like I am creeped out. You can probably hear like far off in the distance, maybe like some tiny stone falling from a ledge somewhere, and the. Oh, he the jumps like a ball. Of, its, of its hitting, <laughs> like the walls come tumbling down. It's not loud or anything. It's just like this distant echo. 
And that's you know, if, he, if he hears like a sound, he's going to instantly turn towards it. He's going to seem like he's very, very spooked because he is. <laughs> and then there, of course, there is the uh, ever-present drip, drip. Sure, it's from somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> the dog, the dog's actually, actually uh, uh, a bit on the subdued side. I mean, for a puppy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's right there, uh, allowing himself to be petted and looking around. Uh, oh, so but, but he's not running around, right? That's interesting. Frumi is pacing around the uh, the central fountain, sort of uh, squinting at it as if he's trying to figuring it figure it out. And Unferth is is uh, sharpening his footman's axe, whistling some some uh, dwarf song quietly, hopefully. Yeah, Ufkel will know. We'll see Frumi busy uh, pottering around the fountain and go walk over and go. What you looking at, lad? Just um, thinking about how we're going to satisfy our thirst. Well, I know we have supplies coming in from from Marl, but uh, yeah, he licks his lips. Smack him on the back. Don't worry, lad. I got my I got my brewers busy working. We'll soon have something to drink when we get back. I hope. He nods. So well, I'm, I'm looking around. Are there? Are there? Can we have a fountain? Does that actually mean there are actually rooms and something stuff around here? Oh yeah, this is like a. Picture, picture like almost like a hotel mm-hmm. run by this this uh, allied clan of the Goddardams um, mm. back in the day. So a bit like an inn, so to speak. Yeah, sort of. Neither an inn nor a hotel, really. Uh, more like a place for allies to come, rest, eat, drink. That kind so of place station. So have we actually gone into the rooms, or are we in a room, or are we just in the courtyard? You're out in in the, in the courtyard. I mean, you could go dig through the the individual rooms if you wanted to, but that's not really your business. So just mm. passing through. If I can, I'm going to try to nudge Flint. Easy enough to do. Uh, Flint's just checking out the carvings, running his fingers along them, trying to get a feel for the story. Hey, uh, Flint. Hey, Flint. Dog senses something. I know he does. I mean, look at him. Uh, my dog wise is not open. <laughs> <laughs> it looks it, like a dog. <laughs> this is, is it tense or alert or seems relaxed? But yeah, I. Uh, it looks like a dog. Um, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. No, he's a. He's usually a lot more energetic than this. Maybe he's sick. I don't know. I just I feel really uneasy here. I don't think we should stay here for very long. We won't. We won't. So, lad, let's go poke in a room real quick. Let's just see what's around. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I think you're, we should leave as soon as possible and not touch anything. <laughs> no, Slade is actually saying that because he's like, I don't want to. So he feels like he feels like if they disturb anything, they're going to disturb something. If you know what I mean. You say that loudly to Ulfkill. No, not to, to Ulfkill. To um. Do, do you point your eyes at Ulfkill when you say Yeah, <laughs> I kind of I kind of roll my eyes towards Ulfkill. I am like I'm going to literally be speaking towards Flint and then when I get to touch nothing, I'm going to raise my <laughs> voice and look towards Ulfkill. Not touch this look. Looks okay, right? I'm not entirely sure if look is even okay. What? There's you something this- something feels really wrong about being in this place. Frumi shakes his head. He's like, "Oh, kill you! Never learn." What was the last time? The last time you took me with out and alone with a few brewers, we met a troll. We should probably Aye. stick with the rest of them. 
and you're still here. That's right. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, okay. You think there's something wrong here? Yes, I do. I think we should leave immediately. Wolfkell sort of walks into the middle of this little courtyard, puts his arms out. I guess he's going to try to sense spirits. Okay. I'm the one with the sixth sense, not you. <laughs> <laughs> what would you, that be? You extend your knocker Feelings. senses and yes. nothing. Nothing? It's it's empty. It's. Uh, I mean, I'm sure Wolfkell thinks he has special senses, but he doesn't, so... He doesn't, yeah. <laughs> Turns around, yeah, I sense nothing. Taps his forehead. <laughs> and they think I'm the crazy one. No, actually, they think I'm the crazy one. <laughs> he tightens his, his fist in, in dog's fur. It's very clear that he would like to say something to Ulfkill, but he doesn't think it will be worth it. Go back to uh, talking to Flint and go... Um, if you can convince the prince to leave now, I think it would be a good idea. Well, it's easy enough to do. He's right over there. Well, sir, I think we've had enough rest. We need to press on. All right. Get there and get back as soon as we can. Man of action. (laughs) Unferth nods, uh, gets up, uh, gets going. Froomey hustles to get in the lead. Ufkilt does one last turn around look, and then he follows the rest. Looking for trouble. <laughs> and we see your dwarves leave, and it's just the empty courtyard and the, the lonely echoes of your footsteps and the odd mumble. And it's as dead as it was before you came. Now that you're entering sort of unfamiliar territory with sort of mm-hmm. unsure paths, I'd like some kind of tunnel-wise orient- or orienteering or cartography type of stuff to see sure. how well you do. That's a B3 for tunnel-wise. Kill can also offer a B- B3 for tunnel-wise. Uh, how's our uh, studious leader with his orienteering? I have cartography. That too. B4. Well, sounds like we should throw our, our assistance to you then. So anyway, our uh, illustrious chirurgeon can aid. I'm only learning orienteering, so sure. I don't have anything. Conspicuous. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to not be conspicuous, actually. <laughs> so let's make it a tunnel-wise. Uh, let's have Flint test. Flint is the kind of the Flint and um, Froomey are, are the, the scouty types. So let's let's have you do the the rolling and have the other help. So that's one die from each of Ofkel and Fandral, I believe. And what's the difficulty? Yeah, I think the obstacle to navigate properly here, uh, not get into a spot of bother any deeper than you are already in, because you're not sure which path is the right one. Did have those maps that we studied a long time ago. Yeah, and there was that that unfortunate scout's uh, report that was left in the infirmary. So you're working from memory, right? Ah, fine. Uh, Let's say uh, obstacle three. That's difficult. That's for, for five dice? Is that how that works? Uh, I think it's uh, routine. Well, there you go. That's a good start. Ta-da. Does exploding sixes offer any extra insight? Um, this is merely to like find your way safely, so uh, I'm going to say no. So we can't be more safer. <laughs> how, about, how, about swift, how about swifter? Yeah, if you want to. I mean, if you want to explode, go ahead and explode, and we can count the extra successes to, um, if you have any. Uh, I have 
And yeah. nothing extra. Ah. Uh, and the rest of you, of course, since you were helping, uh, you get to record a routine test for your skills. You uh, manage to navigate some some confounding intersections. You remember that there was a waterway that was supposed to traverse the the path uh, or or cross the path. After about like um, an hour on after leaving the the um, underway way station, uh, you begin to hear this um, uh, rumble in the mountain as if from like a water course. And it becomes fairly simple to follow not only the sound, but after a while, like the, the air becomes moist and cold. Are we talking like rapids? Yeah, sounds sounds a bit like that. Before you know it, you step out into this corridor that is uh, bathed in natural light, right? Pale natural light. You stand upon the precipice of a huge crack uh, going straight across the tunnel. Uh, and it's, it's, uh, diagonally bisected the waterway and the water is just pouring down into this crack, half obscuring the other, like the other side of the tunnel. And it's a crack that's opened up, up into the sky and it's, it's chill. It's windy, right? The, the, the cold, wet air whoosh against you and just the roar of this like water pouring down drowns out. Most of the like distant sounds. So waterfall and rapids. Great. <laughs> it's just a fissure. <laughs> Jammed down uh, into the crack are remains of like old logs that maybe were were in transit at some point when this happened. And no sign of a bridge. No sign of a bridge. It's far enough that it would be a challenge to jump, but it's not impossible. Wolfkill looks at the uh, still injured Slate and shakes his head. We need to find another way across. We got those logs over there. I think we can improvise a bridge. We can lash each other together with a rope in case someone slips. I think we can traverse this. It's an <laughs> obstacle, but it's not impossible. Aye, let me see what I can do. He does have MacGyver wise. You quickly improvise a crane uh, from <laughs> Common House Material. <laughs> and bamboo. <laughs> No, I figure I could, you know, we have logs. Okay. Do we have anything to lash with? Or do the logs still have their bark? Yeah, I, I think at least one of you have traveling gear. If not, then uh, Frumi will have a rope. I have traveling yeah, sure. gear, too. Yep. So you, you have some ropes that you can, you can like, make hoops and lash them around uh, the logs mm-hmm. and pull them up if you need to. So we could jump. So you're talking no more. The, the crack isn't no more, what, six, seven feet? I'm not going to sit here and improvise uh, distances, but it, it would be a but, challenge for a dwarf to clear. So, not impossible, log, right? It, but it yeah, may yeah. end up you, with you like jumping and then hitting with the chest in in um, you know holding on with your arms and your legs dangling. So yeah, so I'm going to make a improvised bridge then. Yeah, we're going to have to you know fish those logs out, correct? Yeah. Should I just make like a try and make a MacGyver wise roll then? Depends on what you're doing. What are you doing? Basically, we're going to fish out the logs and try to, you know, use our rope to lash them together to at least make a, like, a three-wide log bridge. Is that something that, that Oathkill communicates? Like, okay, this is my plan. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it says. Yeah, we can get, we can grab those logs down there. We can, we may have to lasso, let's see if we can lasso them, drag them up here, and then we can basically build a bridge, uh, walk, walk, walk across here. 
I won't guarantee it's perfectly safe, but it'll be safe enough. So Unferth is standing on the precipice, uh, <laughs> getting his boots slightly sloshed, and he's you know leaning over the edge, and he spits down into the deep, dark chasm, and looks to you and says, well, I hope this works. Well, if we lash uh, our, ourselves together, then no one will fall. All will fall. Oh, I suppose there's nothing for it then. Let's let's get Holen. Yeah. Uh, he throws yep. down this like not throws down, but he puts away his uh, big uh, actually axe. In our in our traveling gear, do we actually have grappling hooks? I uh, don't think so. So who's the lightest? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just look between Slate and Froomey. <laughs> in the dog. Dog can't tie ropes around logs. No, but I can. <laughs> I'm the lightest. You're okay, also... Okay, give me the rope. No, no, no. Beg the difference. You're still on the mend. Froomey here is, is agile enough. Don't worry, lad. There's no beasties here to, to eat ya. Uh, he sighs, but reaches out a hand for the rope. Tie around his waist. Actually, tie around so it's like under his shoulder, under his arms. All right, and, so you uh, lower him down. Let's see how you do with that stuff. Let's see if you can physical? safely lower him down. Be a power... Sure, it sounds like a power test. Uh, I'm guessing some others are helping. Absolutely. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Are you all helping, or, or is that what I'm hearing? Uh, team effort, absolutely. Like, you know, we have two ropes, so he's taking one rope down with him, and we're lowering him down with the other rope. So how many dice do I get out of that, get for this, then? I got four power. Uh, plus Slate's one power, one die. Uh, Fandral has B5, so two from Fandral. Flint's got a power of five as well. Yeah. Ronnie! Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm going to give you an extra for, for the rest of the dwarves. Just, there's, there's only so much rope. I think lowering him safely in, uh, the middle of the sloshy water, um, and flick stone. It's not, it's not too terribly difficult. I'm, I'm going to say an ob three just to lower him safely. Okay. So, so it looks like I got him into a pinata. I basically have a total of 10 dice. Yeah. Don't roll like Vandral does. Oh. Any worthwhile me popping a six? I suppose if you want to do it fast, or if you want to do it... Get him in a better position to get the, the tie-up of the other logs. Let me check. Let's ignore that. I don't think there's any any extra okay. like potential bonuses. Okay. Um, and I don't, so, I don't want to get into a whole huge yeah, yeah, yeah. freaking yeah. like link test. So that's uh, that would be a routine for my power then, which doesn't make a difference. So yeah, ignore that. Altogether, you you lower this scout down, slips a bit on the slick uh, remains of the logs, and um, manages to fasten the other rope, mm-hmm. I guess. And then we pull him back up first, and then we'll heave up. up, and then we'll heave up the uh, the logs, I guess. Yeah. So um, you manage to pull one log up, and then uh, you repeat the affair, and and so you get two logs, and they're like they're slick, they're wet. Uh, the outer layer is pretty much rotten, but it had, they have a, a solid core. It appears that no real, like, creepy crawlies have, have been into them. Wufka looks at them, you know, are they like, how thick are they? Uh, they're about twice, uh, you know, dwarf chest thickness. Oh, um, dear God. We're, we're talking, you know, <laughs> what, oh, no, a no, meter, no. a meter across? Uh, <laughs> let me rephrase that. Thigh. You, how, you would thigh. have had some trouble pulling them up. <laughs> That's maybe what they were before, or uh, two thirds that. But the, you know they, they've been debarked. They've they've lost uh, a lot of stuff. So 
Um, Face of the Water has been working on them. Yeah. Right. They're broad enough that you can walk single file across one. Yeah, that's when Ulfkill pulls out his axe, and I start flattening the top of one. Basically, like like using an, an adds, I'm using sure. my axe to, to basically slice, slice, slice to flatten it out, and also maybe guessing it's dry, not soaking wet, but uh, we'll see. Let's let's see you make like a carpentry uh, test. Oh. Let's see you make like a proper improvised bridge out of these. It's my uh, obstacle? Let's say three again. Do I want to spend any persona? Right now, I'm, I have three dice, and it's a three. You know, this is important enough. I'm going to spend I'm going to spend a persona and make it four dice. It's actually something you're supposed to be good at. <laughs> <laughs> ah, oh, but there's a six. I will spend that fate. Buggers. Okay. It I looks you, safe. <laughs> you make, uh, you know, this, this bridgey stretch with mm-hmm. the um the two logs lashed together yeah and you uh briefly consider how to best move it across and to make the actual bridge when you you hear something above the um the roar of the waterfall and mm. i think you also smell something all of you something rank something really awful i bathed it's wafting toward you <laughs> from behind. Oh. So when I look back at the dog, <laughs> is it wet? <laughs> A little like wet in the fur, but not like drowned. Froomey, here, take the rope. Get across there quickly. <laughs> ah. <laughs> it's about what the the only thing he says, and he grabs the rope and um, he takes a bit of a, a bit of a running leap, and he leaps across. Just barely, like he skids uh, and and slits mm-hmm. on his ass on the other side, swears, but then like he hauls up the rope and he's ready to like pull the the bridge across. And I have a rope tied to the front of it so I can keep its nose up, so to speak, from back here. Start pulling, lad! Pull, pull! You start hearing like this uh, raspy sound, deep, ragged breathing uh, behind you in the tunnels. As you start, as as you start hauling over the the bridge. Okay, would that be like a power test again? I think you can haul over the bridge without any real problem. It's just going to take a little time, and Froom is the only one over there, mm-hmm. right? So you're stabilizing while he's pulling, and you yeah. know, protect our backs. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, as soon as I get a word in, Flint's <laughs> going to tap Unferth and uh, the Prince on the shoulder and ready his axe and. Yeah. You're standing there. Actually, Slate's going to turn around and get ready to fight, too. But he's going to say, I freaking knew it. I knew it. (laughs) Go help with the bridge, Slate. What? (sighs) Yes, sir. (laughs) All right. So as you rush off to help Ofkill with the the bridge, we see in the half-light of the the tunnel, like one of the intersections nearest, this lumbering, shaggy shape appear. And it's this like weird, twisted bulk appears to be like uh, positioned in a different direction. So it's almost like this weird, shaggy Hulk just sort of uh, sidesteps out and then it turns. And then you see that it's a huge freaking tusked troll. It squints as if, you know, it's been struck in the eyes in, in the light and it raises this huge hammer fist 
uh, in front of its face and it goes ah, and then it it uh, you know inhales like dwarf food you know uh, why couldn't it have been dwarf friend no. <laughs> <laughs> threw me on the other side like sees this and hears this he's like oh shit right and he starts pulling <laughs> double speed and you get you get the um the other end right across, right? Uh, he, he mm-hmm. lands it and he's like, oh, uh, and he's like, come on, come on, run. Just about the time uh, that the troll starts moving in toward you with, with the well, one big meaty form in front of it, uh, its face, you know, so it can bear the horrible sunlight, the, the indirect sunlight. <laughs> the stench is, is real bad. I want to throw an axe at its leg to try to trip it up or slow it down. Cool. Uh, go ahead. Should be throwing or something. Throwing, and do I get a fork and axe because I'm throwing an axe? Well, totally. Sure. Uh, let's say you'd want to injure it because it's, I mean, it's a, it takes up the entire freaking corridor. It's like a, somebody crammed a, uh, chunky car into a, a tiny pedestrian tunnel. So it's not, it's not really a question of missing, right? You're going to hit it either way, but hitting it right and hitting it hard is the problem. And I think, I think you're gonna want to make a regular attack. Do your throwing. It would be it would be one if you wanted to hit it. I think it's gonna be three if you want to hit it with effect, right? With a the kind of effect you want. Remember, both times I've thrown my axe, I've killed wherever I hit. You can throw your shoddy hammer. You'll throw a persona and hope for only two successes and no success. Ah, okay. Uh, I think you hurl it. And, uh, it, it, uh, doesn't hit where you want it to hit. It strikes somewhere else. What's the damage? Let me check that out. Oh, it's uh, a dwarf axe. Add an, add a die. Yeah, you get a balanced die. There you go. Okay. Three. So you do it. So it goes flying end over end and it strikes. Where did you want to hit it? Hit it in the knee to call it to stumble and. I think you hit its right square in the kneecap. It doesn't appear to be, to make like a huge gouge or anything. But you see and hear visible and, and, and audible annoyance, like uh, there's a roar, and uh, I think he stumbles, the troll stumbles down to one knee uh, and has to use uh, his, like, shielding his his face arm to, to uh, steady himself. And then he has to close his eyes, so he's, he starts just roaring in anger that he... Yeah, that's the time to smack him in the head. <laughs> that's the time to you run across me. the bridge yeah let's hope that buys us time to get across the bridge what do you all do quick across well, the bridge <laughs> Rufka runs across yells at say follow me and then then from the other side hold the rope to stabilize the bridge alright well I'm gonna yeah. exactly as he said follow me <laughs> alright this bridge is not stable and it's single file only we're not all going to cross at the same but it does have a flat top Sure. At least yeah. I did that much. It is single file, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually going to turn around and go grab Flint by the arm, try to shove him onto the bridge, because he's who I care about at the moment. Great. And I, I care about Slate, so I jerk my arm away <laughs> and yeah. smack the troll in the face when it's down the troll height. So uh, Flint seems to be determined to go attack the troll while the troll is distracted. <laughs> you could prevent that with the, you know, if, if you hold on to him. Well, I don't yeah. want to prevent him from attacking. That seems like a spectacularly stupid idea. I will stand by his side, though. What about dog? 
Dog um, is nowhere near strong enough to take this thing down. <laughs> the dog is hugely confused. Like it's it's somewhere between. It's in that sort of fly, fight or flight mode. It's not sure if it should fight or flee. You need to point to to oof, oof kill. Call him. Fight. Go. Go. <laughs> I am not Call leaving up. you here to fight this thing alone. I'm not staying. I'm just giving it a good whack. <laughs> Fine. Come on. So uh, by this point, uh, Unferth is across mm-hmm. and uh, sort of waving to the rest of you to to get going. Grab Slate, shove him towards the bridge. Get across. The prince says go, so he's going to go. Bring Dog with him and just look back. Uh, do- like- dog is like uh, not really sure what to do. He, he's like, uh, run, stay, fight. Well, like he, some sort of I'm grabbing him, paralysis. Though. Oh, you're grabbing him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's make that an ob to power test to drag him along uh, and not mess up along the way. You just want me to lose my dog, you mean person. Nah. Well, my intention was to make you choose between your dog and Flint, but it didn't end up that way. Uh, ob two, you say? I have four, yeah? Yes. So if you get it, you, you get across, no problem. Uh, if if you don't, oh, but you do. So yeah, no worries. Never mind. Okay, so you, you manage to drag uh, the dog across, right? So so Fano pushes you toward the the bridge. You you uh, you're you know hustling across. Meanwhile, the troll is starting to rise up. But what the rest of you? What little? What are the rest of you doing? Well, hopefully, I got a chance to get a whack in it before it recovered. Sure, go ahead. Uh, ob one, if you want to just hit it. Well. Personally, I would like to split its skull in half, but uh, mechanically, how does that work if, if I want to hit it in the head since it, uh, its head was let, down the door fight? Uh, let's say up two for hitting it in the head. Uh, that, that's exactly what I'd love to do. And five for, for the axe skill, plus a die for uh, it being a dwarven axe. Right. Any bonuses for its blindness, or does that reflect in its obstacle? Obstacle is, is adjusted. Okay, well, that that's six dice against obstacle two. That sounds like a fair odds you can, for... Yes. You can roll all ones, yes. Let's let's put the obstacle to one, uh, and if you want to hit the head specifically, you can spend the success if you get any to hit the head, uh, and you can uh, determine whether you want to do a lot of damage or, or hit the head. Well, we'll see where we go from there, then. So, yes. Uh, we have 66E4... And you know what? This is worth two persona. Get that to eight dice. That's six successes (laughs) with uh, one, two, three sixes. Yeah, we'll burn a fate point for that. Uh, That's what I would do, yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that brings us a total of seven successes. So, yeah, we'll put six successes into his head. What is your versus armor on that axe again? Is it one or two? Uh, it says blade, IMS, B4, B8, B12, add 2, uh, WS2, VA1, long. Okay, so VA that, is what we're looking for. Uh, oh, my lord. That is a tough bastard. Well, yeah, I, I didn't expect necessarily to kill him, but I did want to give him a taste of dwarven blade. Yeah, so if you do hit true... You do hit him, but let's see if you hit true. You're going to do a B12, which is going to be pretty bad for this troll. I'm going to have to roll its armor. And nothing, which means your hit is true. Uh, you hit maybe, like, right between the the brows or something. Like Yes. 
that will split that mono brow. <laughs> it's a crack, and and yeah, you know the a good bit of the axe just sinks into the the skull. You have to quickly like rip it out before it's stuck. And uh, there's this great big roar, animal roar, uh, as you as you strike its head, uh, and uh, this awful breath and and this the viscous saliva starts you know spraying you. And uh, of course, the blood running down in, into you know the, over the nose, into the face, and and it's uh, huffing and like it, with every huff, there's you know, a spray of blood. And now it's angry. It's like flailing its arms right and left. So uh, why don't you speed test it out of there? Oh, <laughs> Mr. Dude. <laughs> nice knowing you guys. So we're gonna do a, a versus. So you pick your speed, uh, and I'm gonna pick his reduced. Brawling? Wow, wow, wow. You know, who needs Persona? <laughs> <laughs> we'll spend our last two Persona because <laughs> we don't want to get hit by the troll. <laughs> I'd save your very last Persona okay. just to be sure you know last breath. Yeah. Uh, or sure, not, uh, sure. Uh, that's, okay. Okay. Well, you can have, you can have un- Unferth hit by the troll instead. That's a heck of a reach. He <laughs> comes running back. <laughs> okay, so that, we have four dice. Ah, three and one six. Uh, Let me roll. Oh, nothing. So don't do anything. Um, yeah. So he's, he flails ineffectively, uh, hits a lot of wall, and cracks the, uh, the stone when he, when he hits them with his mallet fists. But you get out of the way. I mean, you, you back up and you end up on the, the outer edge of the, the bridge. I'm going to cross the bridge and then shout at the troll. We're over here, you fool. <laughs> and I yell, grab the rope and pull the bridge back. We'll need to get back. <laughs> it's blinking and roaring and it's begun to slowly crawl out toward, um, toward the, the bridge with blood pouring down its face, uh, and, and mixing oh. in this. In the gout of water that keeps falling and sloshing all, all in, uh, on that side of the, the tunnel. And of course goes, bloody hell, push the bridge back into the crevice. No, 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 no. Once the dwarves are across, I want to lure the troll to his demise. Yeah. <laughs> Daft? We got to come back this way. Yeah, so we need to kill the troll. Exactly. <laughs> so having fallen to the crev- crevice, I'm trying to l- lure the... A uh, twice blinded troll that's enraged, uh, make him make a foolish mistake. Here, Ufiel, come over here. You're nice and tasty. You'll lure him. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to lure him by taunting him and, you know, just generally being my obnoxious mm. tro- dwarfish self. It's begun to uh, claw its way up onto the actual bridge, and it's it's like this prostrate, roaring, angry, sputtering death machine, a death hulk. Pulling itself forward. All right, then we, uh, whatever looks easier, either shoving the the end off or chopping it. Or We have two ropes on it right now. We just could just give it a nice short pull back and let go. All right, let's do that. Well, we don't even have to let go if we can just sit there and pull the bridge out from underneath him. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's about halfway out and the wood is groaning sinisterly. I mean, it's probably not going to hold for this weight. Take a chop at it to help it out along a little. <laughs> I grab my axe. Don't go. Don't be cutting the wood. I cut the ropes that are holding it together. All right. All right. Sounds good. That'll be an axe attack. 
I don't. I don't think that's really uh, an attack per se. Uh, maybe the, the speed. <laughs> maybe speed to see if you can do it in an expedient fashion. Let's do a versus speed. You don't want to play a Gandalf here. Yeah, oh yeah. my so, god! He <laughs> <laughs> <Lucky> is hurt. <laughs> so I got a speed four. Uh, am I assuming he's still speed three at this point, or he's being he's actually blinded at this point? Yeah, I can. Uh, and we'll help chopping it. Yeah. Sure. So you add your speed, uh, your speed uh, helping, yeah. whatever that is. One die. Okay. So that'll be five dice. All right. So we go chop chop. Ooh yeah. Yeah, there's no way in hell he was going to succeed at that. The logs go roll really whoop. terribly. Who knows? <laughs> at least the logs on one side go whoop, in opposite directions, and he goes whee! He starts falling through the, the gap in the middle. It becomes a V, right? And he starts yeah. through the V. And it's just this awful, screeching, roaring, rageful uh, descent with intermittent crashes. You don't hear an end, right? You don't hear a final, like, yeah. That broke the monotony. <laughs> Look at Vandro. Well, I could use a drink right now, my liege. <laughs> so how do we get across now, says Froomey? Well, Bill got bridge, bridge when we, when we come, come to, to it. it. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere between a face palm and wiping the blood off his face, Flynn just shakes his head. When we get to the retreat, we can get the supplies we need. <laughs> Froomey shakes his head, and then he takes the lead again. <laughs> as we're going along, I'll clean off the uh, blood, as, blood as best possible. A slap slate on the shoulder, the good one. I says, says, I appreciate your concern, but sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. I go over and pet dog. Good dog. You sense something. I just had this mental image of him going over to pet slate and saying the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> So you leave the horrible death trap behind you, move into the, the farther tunnels. After a bit of orienteering, you uh, reach a uh, tunnel that starts to wind upwards. Um, and mm-hmm. you reach a long stair. The kind of long stair with these long, annoying steps, right? So you, you have to take a step, and then it's like six steps, and then it's another step. And then it's really, really poor planning for, like, carts and stuff. But apparently that didn't matter to the builder, and uh, it opens up into this crevice in the in the earth. It opens up into the actual um, uh, mm. valley. Valley. There's a thin layer of snow on the ground. You see tall, thick pines. You see the spires of uh, Mount Scoria behind you, uh, and the rising mountains all around you. The mountain ridges and tops. You're you're in the one end of this valley, the, the underway adjacent end, obviously. And you can see in the distance uh, something that looks like a fortification, like a, a, a tower or something in the far on the far end. So you have to cross the valley to get to it. And it's up. Uh, it's up in the um, in the slope. So you have to find a way up there. So no, if we brush away the snow, any sign of a road? Nope. Everything is pretty much overgrown. Yeah, I think they would have made a stone road. <laughs> well, it wasn't meant for a lot of traffic. What was it meant for? Says uh, Unferth. Hayden. No, well, I don't know. You can't tell with all the snow. Maybe they grew barley and such. 
I look at the snow, I look at the pine trees, and then look at and then look at Flint, <laughs> then look away. <laughs> at least we stop. get some fresh air, huh? You know, at the slate, we found one of your relatives. I look over at at Flint. Yeah, think we're gonna find any of yours? I doubt it. Seriously, it's, it's, I would have doubted us. finding any of Slate's. Well, technically, he really isn't any use to us. He's your uncle, though, isn't he? Granduncle? Probably. Family's important. By the Mm. time we found him, I think he's so twisted that he wouldn't even know me if he met me. Well, Mm. he didn't know me. That's a a tragedy. (laughs) I look up. I've been to the service more than once because, you know, barley and stuff like that. But um, what time of day is it? Mid-late afternoon. This valley's a good what? It, it'll take a little while to, to cross it. It'll be dusk-ish by the time you're there, given that the terrain is a bit annoying. There are no clear roads. Uh, it's a bit. The terrain is rough and overgrown, and there are like snowy patches and icy patches. Quit your gabbing and start walking. We need to get there before nightfall. Yep. <laughs> anyway, so you start filing through this uh, valley and under these huge freaking pines. You, you pick the more or less obvious path. You begin to notice these big, huge humps, uh, these boulders, and they're all carved in this, like, bizarre fashion. They're meant to be dwarves, but they're naked. Uh, they have, like, like curly hair and tusks and, like, big, round bellies. They're all, like, becrawled with moss and, and helmeted in snow. And they sort of dot the, the, the landscape in a rough, like, line toward the the tower that you can see in the distance. Huh. Maybe it's a spa. <laughs> yeah, it's a spa. Mm-hmm. Doesn't look like one. They're all they're all facing you too, so it's it's not like they're they're like placed willy nilly. It seems like it's meant to be pointing toward they're meant to be facing the the way out or the way in whatever you call it. S- strange. Dust one off. Look familiar, Flint? It's pretty big. Like, it's it's maybe two or three dwarves tall. Relatives of yours, Flint? I don't remember Grandpa being that long in the tooth. Your relatives weren't related to trolls, were they? Oh, uh, maybe they're designed to fend trolls off or something. Am I, am I getting anything from my sixth sense here? Uh, no. Okay. Nothing. Not a thing. Probably should have given you a, a bit of a light. Oh, hold on a minute. Something is happening back then when the stench came, but it was kind of like everyone was going to know anyway. But right now, nothing. It's If anything, it's like it's rather, you know, disturbingly calm. Yeah, you hear the crusting, the the sort of crunching of the snow under your boots. So are they like uh, along the path or are they? They seem to be spaced irregularly uh, and they're not. Line, they're not set up in a straight line, but mm. they make a rough directional, like, guide. Almost like a waypoint system, right? Yeah. They're, they're, um, they, they probably point to the path that we should follow. But they're not pointing to any path, right? They're, well, they're looking straight at the uh, entrance slash exit, uh, all of them. They're all turned that way. And they're all, mm. like, naked and, and tusked and curly-headed and... Stroke the old beard here. He says, you know what? I bet they're weapons. You get a couple of stout dwarves behind them and you roll them downhill. Anybody coming through? Squashed flat. 
<laughs> Except they're on the valley floor and it's fairly even. Wolfgelsor <laughs> <laughs> stands up, hooks his axe to his belt, walks over, puts his arms wide, and spirits of the valley, please let us pass. An, uh, uh, you know, pass. We are on a mission to recover Scoria Deep. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, I think Flint's going to lead on, <laughs> catch up with uh, Froomey. Let's find a trail quickly. <laughs> <laughs> so Unferth is leaning into Fano. He's like, thought Flint was the one going cracked. Maybe I was wrong. Kill's already cracked. <laughs> All right, we're, we'll see if to go now. And just as you're about to go, you see a bird alight from, from one of the pines. Uh, and it's this like big uh hawk uh, and you can see her like white belly and and with the black spots she sort of sails away majestically toward the way you came from hey there's an omen hey good one <laughs> i think <laughs> trudge, trudge trudge i yeah. am not expecting anybody to be home it's been far too long and there's no smoke or anything like that yeah no I, no 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 so yeah. you reach the bottom of this like the opposite slope after after like an hour and a half and mm. uh, the sun's starting to become very low the light is turning from from pale you know daylight pale cloudy daylight to uh kind of uh light orange you're at the bottom of this like switchback path that goes up the uh the opposing slope and at the at the termin- terminus of that path uh there's a, a small stone bridge uh over to a, a an outcropping or an outcrag and on this crag almost as if it's like an extension of the crag a fat little tower has been built it's almost like it it looks like somebody like took a grindstone and ground out a tower shape from the rock you can't really see any natural like mm. seam between the the crag and the the actual tower which is a bit interesting the the hat for lack of a better term the 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 entire like ceiling with the pointy roof is clearly like artificial pretty big slate well, roof tough to see from the bottom also it's white from snow probably well, not thatched though well, it wouldn't hurt the poker noses inside. Announce ourselves and head on in. All right. You make yourself, you make your way up the switchback, slow going, but you reach the, uh, the bridge. And once you're up at the, the bridge level, there's, there's this cold, cold wind that grabs hold of all of you and it just ruffles all of your, uh, your cloaks and your clothing and it pierces your mail and it, uh, just bores itself into your marrow. Pretty horrible. And, I'm sure uh, it's nicer in the summertime. A, a piece of like snow from the, the roofing falls down, splats on the um, on the ground in front of the, the the portals, the opening portals on the far side of the crossing the bridge. Other than that, it seems like like the the very narrow sort of embrasures that pass for windows are just completely black. It doesn't appear that anyone is home. Well, yeah, first. I'd like to stand there and sort of. Look around and get a feel for the place. It's mm-hmm. kind of terrible. Like it's it's uh, it's remote. It's cold. It's it's quiet. Like it, but it's maybe not it, spooky. Maybe a little, but it's not sixth sense spooky. Maybe in another age, if they had like people here, dwarves here, and and they kept a fire and everything, it would have been a different story. But right now, with the sort of weird statues and the the kind of eerie 
atmosphere, it's not super inviting. We're going to have to change that now, aren't we? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, lad, do you trust the bridge you're going to cross now? It looks like a super solid dwarven make bridge, but you never know. I'm worried more about ice than the bridge. Does it have bastulades along the side, or is ju- is is an uh, imperial bridge? You know, with no hand with no handguards at all. Uh, it's a pretty <laughs> solid construction, right? I wouldn't say it has balustrades or handrails or anything. It's just this like U shape. I'll go across first. You're a, you're a healer. We don't want you to get hurt in case there's something untowards. Flint, it's your place. It's your it's your clans. Go, you go first. Oh no 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 no! If anybody's <laughs> gonna go across, it isn't me. It's you, Wolf Kill. <laughs> okay. We seem so. to have a difficulty with bridges today. <laughs> <laughs> Wolf Kill sir walks with the bridge, puts a foot onto it gingerly, puts his weight onto it. Sorry, Wolf Kill. It was just a bridge too far. You fall to your death. No. After a few ginger steps, he sort of go, you know, shrugs and walks across. It has this like. Slightly bowed shape, so you, you, mm-hmm. you walk up and then down, so it's uh, like... It's an arch. Right up on the other side. To the left of you, there's uh, there's the uh, drop-off, uh, and uh, right next to the tower, there's this, like, twisted... Now, it looks like some kind of pine variation, but it looks like this, almost like a little bonsai version of a pine tree. It's all twisted and turned. Looks safe. Come on over. All right, let's go. Hey, what condition is the entrance? Uh, the entrance is a pretty solid door, large door for a, for a dwarf uh, mm-hmm. kind of party. Actually, I think it's it's uh, like a big freaking double door, and then there's a smaller door in one of those halves. It's old, old wood. It's grayed wood, iron bound. I guess we try the door. Yeah, the, the footman's entrance. <laughs> You reach out your hand. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it's a door mimic. Well, well, just is it locked on the inside? Because I, I would imagine you give, pe- you give it a push. Yes, <laughs> it appears to be locked. But judging by the state of the wood, it wouldn't be too difficult to hew your way inside if you couldn't jimmy the lock. You hear you hear knuckles cracking behind you. Stand aside. Okay, to that say- is a spectacularly bad idea. What? what if you compromise the structure of the entire no, no, door no, no, and it comes no. down I'm on going us? To pick, I'm going to pick the lock. It might not even have a lock. You just might have a bar that needs to be lifted. So that I... does beg the question. If the bar is in place, that means the last person who said it did not leave. Is there a locking mechanism that he can try to pick? Sure. There's a there's a lock. So what would that fall under? Do I, am I opening up a new... <laughs> yeah, fall under lock picking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's lockpick if you want to try that. You'll have to figure out some kind of tools for picking the lock if you want to do that. Otherwise, uh, good hewing. I go pull out my fork. Yep, bend but sometimes back. Maybe this will work. Picking is based on perception or agility. Um, uh, you take the average of perception and agility. Which is B6. So. so let's see if I can figure out what's the ob- obstacle on this one. Uh, it's it's a three, so uh, beginner's okay, luck will be six. Oh, well, I'm going to raise the obstacle to four, actually, because you don't have proper tools. So it's eight. Oh, what the hell? I'll, I'll spend a persona on this, so it gives me seven dice. Nah, 
And I sit there, jiggle, 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 jiggle. I lean back with a ruined fork. I think that's not at all what happens, because you're not sure what happens. Don't rush ahead. So you stick your fork improvised lockpick thingamabob in the big meaty lock. There's a bit of iron rattling inside, and you hear a chunk, and then another chunk, and then another chunk, and your lockpick, quote-unquote, is very stuck. It appears, though, that you can move the door slightly inward, but as predicted, there appears to be a bar inside or something. Is there enough gap to put a knife through see if I can actually lift the bar? That's an opportunity. That's a thing you could do. Yeah, sure. Pull out my uh, pull out my knife and slip it through the door and see if I can get it underneath wherever is on the other side and lift it up. Agility. Let's do agility. Let's say uh, three. I think it's tricky. You don't really have a huge amount of... Leverage? Yeah. Yeah. But I got uh, six dice, so this is going to be a routine test for me. Oh, three. Ta-da. So you managed to, you know, you're standing there, tongue between your lips, you know, lifting this thing, and then it's this heavy freaking weight. And finally you get it off the, the, you know, hinge, you think. Something clatters on the inside. You give the door a push, and it goes in about a foot, and then it's... It's stuck on something else. Probably the thing that just fell off the door. But is there a gap now? Or There's is this thing literally... You can see inside, yeah. Get your shoulders over here. We're going to have to push. That's, that's not a like a test situation. Um, yeah, yeah. If you all put your backs into it, you'll push the door open. Put as much of my back into it as I can. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have much back to put into it anymore. Sure. More snow fall down from the ceiling, from the roof as you're pushing and hefting. There's that biting wind. And there's this like odd, like warm and musty air from inside that sort of comes creeping out. Um, And it appears that there's a lot of like, what's the best way to describe it? Debris uh, inside. First, there's the bar that you managed to shift. Mm -hmm. And then there's like, like chunks of stone and gravel and dirt. And it's like, Somebody dropped a bunch of like, like imagine somebody dug out their their yard, and they dug up mm-hmm. like soil and pebbles and big freaking chunks of stone, and just dumped it in their vestibule. All of it, okay. right? It's just a mess. Yeah, uh, relatives were a bit messy there, Flint. <laughs> uh, first order of business is to find some firewood. It's cold. Mm. There's a fairly noticeable difference in in the in the temperature, though. If you if you all like start filing into the vestibule, it's uh, maybe t- at least 15 degrees warmer, right? And it's this like indoorsy, close kind of air. Mm. It smells of old, uh, like um, rotten cloth, that kind of thing. Earth, definitely, since you're standing in heaps and heaps of it. <laughs> so beyond the vestibule, there's this open admittance hall, you might say. It's a mess of old cobwebbed furniture, old not really treasures, like but um there are platters, there are candelabra, there are all of these things that you would find in a like a hey, welcome inside, sit down, let's have a chat. There's a there's um straight uh, across from you there's a um like an open fireplace which is out of course. Oh, everything in here has that sort of grayish neglect patina 
on it. And the fireplace looks like it's been overused, right? It's, it, it's sooty in a, like, as if somebody fed it way too much and it's sort of burning up and, and left soot on the outside. There are mm. other doors in the, in the, like, further inside. Well, I think we need to make ourselves comfortable, maybe grab a chair and turn it into firewood. I'll close the door and then I'll grab the, that, whoever has used to block it and put it right back in place. Sure. Table's made of stone or wood. It's, it's wood. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Old, yes. old, musty wood. Smoky when it burns. Has a, has a nice little thin webbing of, uh, on top. Dustin webbing. I look at Flint. I think some of your friends are here. This is not giant spider webs, right? This is no, no, no. He'll just kind of smirk at that. Well, let's get a fire going and set up camp, and then we can get about exploring. Need to shake some of that cold from the outside off of our bones. Hey, Slate. There's something very faint glimmering on the tip of your boot. Tip of my boot. Yep. Well, what is it? Uh if you. Then down and look closer. It looks like it could be glowstone dust. You must have stepped in it here somewhere. I'm going to start looking. Um, I'm going to look all around. I'm going to look up. I'm going to look down. I'm going to look. Yeah. Maybe you catch a few glimmers in the in the mess that has been sort of pushed up against the entrance in in amidst the the rocks and the soil and the the gravel. It's not a lot, but I'm pretty sure it's it's glowstone dust. Actually, looking at the big double doors, definitely been blocked. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They have much bigger bars. Oofkill starts pushing some rocks back in over the little door. Like I said, there there's space to move around. It's it's quite uh, like spacious table, fireplace. Uh, there are two other big doors to the right and to the left of the fireplace, and it's like this odd, not odd, but it's like this uh, angular wheel shape. Uh, the tower mm-hmm. has this angular wheel shape inside, so tough to describe. It's kind of geometric uh, pie pieces. Like, it's not rounded per se, it's more like... Wedges. Yeah. S- some of this super dry uh, furniture would really make for a uh, great kindling. Yep. I did call you over, though. Well, you, you can come by the fireplace and uh, have a squat with me while I'm setting things up. He's going to whisper in your ear, glowstone dust on my boot. Now, who would be digging that up here? Not the spiders. They don't even know about this place. Well, make yourself at home. Check out the joint. I'm going to leave Dog with you. Keep, take care of him. I'm sure he'll enjoy the fire once it's going. He's sneezing all over the place. It's the musty dust smell. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he's allergic to glowstone, and, and, and you can use him as a detector. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are awful. Where's the place that looks the most likely? If you take a little round around the room, you, you notice under the dust on the, like a floor, uh, stones, it's, it's a real mess. Like it's, it's, nobody swept the place, uh, before it started getting dusty and musty. There's quite a lot of like debris and soil and gravel scattered around one of the doors to the, to the side of the, um, uh, the fireplace has a lot of like dark patches around the handles and the the door frame near the handle as if somebody's like been digging around with this dirt and then touched the door and the door frame quite a lot hmm. there's also like go to that door there's also old old like drag marks uh in the dirt toward and away from that door all right i'm gonna go through that door 
All right. It opens, no problem. You enter a similar sort of weird geometric pipe piece room. It's just a mess of stacked furniture and chests and stuff, also webbed over. And the far side has a uh, stairwell up. I'm going to go up. So the rest of you, uh, Slate just vanished through a door, right? Not not just pop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's go see what trouble he's getting into. Well, my lan- I have a lantern lit, so... Let's see. Let's see what we can see. There's there's some like ambient light coming up in through like um, mm-hmm. in like embrasures. Like they're they're I don't know two Air- inches maybe in arrow in slits. Yeah. yeah, but that's about it. Well, while while uh, Flint is fixing the fireplace and and I think Frumi is helping the rest of you. Hey, we're scouts. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're setting up dinner. The rest of you are, are sort of exploring and you enter the, the, you know, the next room. And like I said, it's just a mess of stacked furniture, bookcases, chests. Ooh, bookcases. Any books? No books, just uh, bookcases. Ooh, uh, chests? Chests, yes. Open one? The first Over. one's empty. Mm. The second one is full of rotten linens. Super fun stuff. Poke um, it with my axe. See anything at the bottom? <laughs> it doesn't appear to be anything. Uh, meanwhile, going upstairs, I'm guessing like uh, Slate and Pandrel are, are heading that way. You come up to a pretty large area that seems to have been a like a council chamber. Like there are seats, almost like mini thrones, set up in a like an octagonal setup uh, facing the middle. Uh, and the middle has a kind of nave stone. That's all like polished, and it has the uh, like Goddardam crest on it, and there are like remains of, of like tattered uh, tapestries and arises on the walls. One you think is supposed to depict like the mountain area with all of the like dwarf holds. It's it's uh, water damaged. It's it's tattered. Uh, unfortunately, would would possibly have been worth quite a lot. Back in the day, there's a lot of like weird drag marks and, uh, you know, dirty blotches around the floor, especially from, uh, like the high seat. There's, there's like, uh, quite a lot of dark stains around that seat. Would there happen to be any actual remains in here? By actual remains, do you mean, uh, like person remains? Yes. Uh, no, like bones or anything like that. Uh, there's, there's further, like, there's a further, like, steep uh, stairwell up to the final, like, um, top layer. I'll head that way then. Mm. Okay. And you were checking out the, the high seat? Yeah. Final. You're pretty sure it's, it's old blood. The, the seat cushion is, is long since, like, tattered and rotten. Uh, but it's, it's miscolored in a way that, that you're pretty sure is blood, right? And there are scratches in the, in the back. As if maybe somebody was pierced or stabbed through the body several times. Hmm. Good for relative. No. <laughs> Follow uh, stairs. Sure. So you reach the 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 top of the this like like it's almost like uh, you have to go hand and foot up the. It's it's that steep, right? And when you reach the top, there's this latch or or like hatch. There's a hatch, and it appears that uh, something is on top of it. Right, something heavy. So slate you're on top. You're like, Ugh! you budget, and then it falls down into place again. 
<sighs> Fandrel, can you help me with this? Yeah. Sure. Why don't you give me a combined power test versus three? Oh, and I when I say combined, I mean I mean one rolls and the other helps, and the one with the worst, um, the one who's ter- most terrible at um, power is the one who rolls. That would be me. So you one roll with five. Oh, okay, with with six. Have one six if you want to open it. I'll explode with that six. Oh, hey. So you get the required successes. You uh, c- you combine your your uh, dwarfy thews and uh, lift the hatch, and this heavy bookcase essentially just topples away uh and there was like uh, a heavy chair and like uh, an iron like kettle on top of that stacked on top of all this so they roll away and you enter up into the final like space which has this like uh it, you're inside the the top right you're in in the attic essentially um and it's it's a pretty big space but it's dark it has uh, no windows at all, so you have some illumination from below. It's really like dim, and it's it's full of bulks of stuff, and you can see you can just make out like drag marks here too on the floor. Is there anything that's uh, openable? Uh, you don't know. Following the the drag marks, did the did the blood lead up the stairs? Uh, there may have been like stains, but no like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not, nothing like, you know, somebody dragged something or someone all the way to the stairs and then dragged them up. Uh, it doesn't look like that. But it does look like somebody dragged themselves from the hatch and um, up further into the room. Oh, that. So slowly, I'm slowly your eyes adjust. Go ahead, John. I figure when I hear the noise, I'm heading upstairs because I hear the noise of them moving that. So I figure, sure. Ooh. I think I think slowly you and you and um, Unferth are piling up behind the, the rest. And so, Fandral, you follow the, the the drag marks, and you find in a corner amidst a bunch of covered chests and junk a body, a, a mostly decomposed dwarf body in what seems to be rotted finery with a, like, thicker cloak around it, and it's clutching, like, this thick book with, like, heavy wooden um, uh, covers. Gently remove the book. Also looking at this body, are there any clan rings or any... Sure, sure. It has a, it has a, a Goddardam uh, clan ring, not as fancy as the one uh, Flint, like, was given by Bastard Weasel, but it's a, it's a signifying, like, hey, I belong to this clan. Another one for Flint's collection. <laughs> The mostly skeletal remains sort of collapse in on themselves, and the skull comes loose and tumbles down, rolls down between your feet. Give that a decent burial, I'm sure. You know, for Unferth to bring a lantern over so I can read this book. (laughs) Sure. So it appears to be a chronicle, like a clan business ledger, essentially, from what you can make out of it. And the first, like, four uh, fifths, just like... This was this deal, which we did with this clan, and this is why they owe us. Ha 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 ha. After a while, the very precise runic scrawl becomes this sketchy, hard-to-read, frantic scrawl of someone else, right? It's clearly like somebody had, has taken this and made, the, made it their little, like, journal or notebook. Of course, we skip, you know, towards the end to see what... Yeah. <laughs> All right, it's a lot of it is hard to read. I think uh, give me an ob two runic script. Figure this crap out. 
You're going to help out on this slate? I'm going to help out. I have a B3 on that. You also write like a doctor, so you know how to read scrolls. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, yes. Okay. So that counts as a routine test for, for Ari's rune script, and you get the successes you need. Excellent, Fandral. That's a routine for you as well. So some of it is just like poorly put together. Like it's it's just impossible to read. The rest is like you, you get glimpses to, you know, what's going on in the, the mind of this person who has taken this business ledger and made it the journal. It mentions, uh, oh, it's a, like I said, it's a clan, like business ledger belonging to the God of Dams, right? So it's not just any ledger. Uh, it says came for shelter and there are sections missing and then brothers carried it from Gothar's seat. Then there are damaged pages. Uh, and then there's a section that says we're trapped in the valley. The like uh, line below that says relentless even in the daytime. And then it devolves into stuff like keep the secret, mustn't let them know, too many questions. Uh, and then the final page is kill them all, bury them in the foundation. The nog is mine. Lovely. Did you say that out loud? No. Well, I mean, you and and Slate are reading this together, right? Yeah, my <laughs> eyes are going progressively wider and wider. I'm sorry, I, I talked over you. What was that, Slate? Like, my eyes are going progressively wider and wider and wider and wider, and eventually it gets to the point where I go, well, apparently being nuts runs in the family. On Firth is there holding the lantern, he just goes, yep. Close the book before Ufkel can get over there and look at it. <laughs> yeah, look, look around this room for what else is here. Um, why don't you guys... You think he uh, stored that nog here somewhere? Oh, do you see that out loud? Yeah, I did. I'm actually asking uh, Fandral, but... Bing! Nog? Nogdar. <laughs> Nog? <laughs> I'm like, there. It's like, you never see Ufkil moves as fast as that before. <laughs> Nog, you found Nog? Nog recipes? No, no, just a mention of Nog. I look but at But with it, a capital N, and I'm not entirely sure what that means. This is not where you would keep the recipes anyway. At least I don't think so. I've been looking around for books and things and brewer's logs. Don't see anything like that. Are we going to do a search then? Perception rolls, I guess? Uh, if you keep uh, looking together, yeah. Uh, why don't you uh, pick the one who has the worst perception? That person rolls and the other helps. Do we all have six? <laughs> <laughs> You're cheating dwarves, that's why. Why doesn't Ulf kill roll? Because he's the one that ha is actually looking for the nog. All right. Sure, okay. Maybe he's the most frantic, and um, so you, you're supporting him, I guess. Or So with a six, what? so if everyone has a six and they're helping, what is that to get me? Maybe I should take a step back and ask, like, what are you each individually doing? Like, Ulfkill, it seems like you are looking, looking desperately for Nog stuff. Yeah, I'm basically looking for brewer's logs, records, and stuff like that. If Ulfkill tells me what he's after, then I can look for the same yeah. thing. And Fandral? Probably other things have priority of any sort of historical records or uh, goddamn shield or... Sure. Let's make two different, two individual-like perception tests. So Fandral tests his perception for his, his intent, and mm -hmm. uh, Ulfkill tests perception with two helping dice from uh, Slate. Slate. Uh, and it's going to be an ob three for both of you. Princes first. We'll, uh, throw Sona. There we go. Five with a couple sixes, if I, that'll get me any more. Uh, no. 
you're you're looking through other portions like where the rest well well the other two are are maybe like going through the mishmash of stuff up here looking for odd records you go to a different section and you pass by um the remains of the the dwarf again the Goddardam dwarf and you see like something dark catch a glint in in unferth's uh lantern in among the the like bones and rotted um cloth kind of gesture to unfurth to bring the lantern a little closer so i can see uh it appears to be a small iron key on a chain maybe it was around the neck of this individual scoop that up it could be anything door chest anything uh you would by the looks of it you would say it's not a chest it's too chunky for that you'd think it was a door uh, but it has an odd shape, right? So it's probably like a weird door. Weird dwarven door. Yeah, it has this like it's it's like almost like uh, like a hexagonal shape, and it has uh, like three sets of you know uh, teeth or tines in different directions on this like hexagonal thing of a bob. Won't have to have Ufkel try to pick that lock. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, most of the stuff up here seems to be stuff nobody uses anymore like uh old tables old clothes the odd ledger but it's just nonsense right it's nothing useful as far as you're right. concerned and i'll also pick up the uh that clan ring cool and uh, now i roll for yep. do i find anything you were looking for any kind of reference to nogs or records yeah uh, yeah brewers and brewers logs and brewers records usually have you know have a certain style to them so maybe you find like in among the mess near to the open space where this dread these this person has dragged himself off in a corner to die apparently there's a, a drift of of uh like tomes that are mostly gone mostly gone to tatters and it appears to be a, a bunch of black stone like not recipes but it, it's like uh, again ledgers for business there's not a lot left but what is left is it appears to be maybe the official ledger and the unofficial ledger right there's a lot of editing in one of them Basically. but it's hard to say what has been edited it's it's so old and faded the public books and the private books. Are they There's mostly about transactions of selling stuff or is it buying and selling or? From what little you can figure out, it has to do with, with, uh, bringing in something that they don't want to tax for or want anyone to know about. I'll look around for something I can wrap them up in and take with me. And I see a cloak, wrap them more intact ones up, study these and uh, later. Find your recipes. No, but uh, if I can find uh, grain purchases, I might be able to suss out a recipe. I'm going to turn around like they, they're they busy with their stuff. I'm going to head back down, see how Flint's doing. All right. Because I have, I have started to be worried about him constantly, especially seeing what happened to his ancestor. Now that you have finished looking, right? You so got what, some soup going, got some candles lit, dusted off some tables. In the middle of preparing this like makeshift feast... Why don't you test perception for me, Flint? What is uh, this perception you speak of? It's a five. Five. You have uh, under your ah, attributes, your stats, I think. Yes, <laughs> yes. The the low man <laughs> when it comes to perception. Ob two. Hey. Oh, what do you know? Today I have rolled more sixes than I have all last season. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you have Ruma there to help you out, and and he kind of 
drags his feet in the literal sense, not in the figurative sense. Like he's sort of schlepping himself about, uh, and he makes this like these like scratchy sounds when he does. And you're like, yeah, you take note of it, but then you you keep working. But it starts like slowly, slowly grinding on your calm. Uh, it's this annoying thing that he does. And so after a particular like annoying stretch of like him dragging his heels over the stone floor, like you maybe turn and you notice that he's not where the sound is coming from. He's sitting, uh, like preparing some of the food rations you brought with you. And there's this like scratchy sound from a different part of the room. Okay. Won't you just hit one of my weak spots? <laughs> it's, it's like through me. Yeah, I, I, I twist my head from side to side. Got a bad ear. Do you hear that? Uh, he looks up suddenly, and of course, the scratching stops. So he's like, looks around as if he's listening, and it's like, oh, I don't know, nothing. Ah, back to your potatoes. And then, of course, he starts peeling them, and the peeling sound sounds a bit like the scratching sound. <laughs> I'll be back in a minute. We'll check out if there's any other doors. We'll... See if we can yeah, there's there's that. still one door you haven't uh, gone through. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll grab a candle and check that out. So you open that door and you enter a chamber, much like the the one on the um, other side, with all uh, all manner of like. Well, actually, it's a little thinner since they stacked most of the stuff in the other room, but it has some like gugos and stuff. Like I think it's mostly beds, and the beds have been like uh, stacked against the walls, so it's created an open space. And in the far side, there's like an opening in the floor for like a, a stairwell that seems to go down into go the down. foundation. Go down. Well, of course, we'll, we're a scout. We'll investigate on the stairwell. How much dirt and debris is there? Is this um, where all that extra crud was coming from? There's there's some of it, yeah. It, it doesn't appear to be quite as quite as dirty um, as, say, you know, the, the drag marks on the other door. But there's definitely like a scattering of stuff. Hmm. Could be just that somebody swept up after themselves on this side. Who knows? Is there a comfortable amount of dust? Not so much dust, but there's definitely dirt on the on the steps down. Well, we'll head on down. Make sure my axe is handy, just in case. So uh, you go down for a little, a little bit. You reach a door that is ever so slightly ajar. It has this like big, uh, chunky, satisfying door ring. Again, the wood is a bit aged, framed in iron. You, you think it, like there's kind of heat streaming up in into the room from this lower portion. That until itself isn't unusual. The deeper you go, the warmer it gets. All doors mm-hmm. know that. <laughs> What's more interesting is no light. No light. Then that means I am... Brutally obvious, so there's no need for stealth here. Sure. Oh, uh, so, the the ring and the around the ring, like definitely stained with like stuff, dirt, maybe blood, old blood. <sighs> well, old blood and I are friends, so we'll press on. <laughs> you press press the door open, and you you walk out on a little like platform, and there's there's a stair continuing down, but it's you can look down into an open space and it's, it appears to be like a, a, a cellar, uh, meant to, to house stuff like, um, barrels and stuff. Uh, oh yeah. It says dried meats and, yeah. and, and all, all your sundries. 
there's a lot of debris from like smashed uh, smashed keg uh, not kegs but like big vats almost not vats uh like picture barrels but bigger tons they've been yes tons they've been smashed a lot of room seems to have been made here there are bits of old uh, like uh, rotted animals and bones strewn across strewn across the floor uh, oh that's not right no there, there seems to have been like a great disturbance around the floor. The tiling, the floor tiles are really big. Like they were solid stuff, probably made by the stone hewers back in Marl and then like shipped here and, and sunk into place, right? They're about, you know, uh, a little larger than a dwarf in, in height and width and then laid down according to uh, patterns. The dirt in between them uh, or the like, whatever you put in between to, to put them nicely together. It seems to have been eroded in, in many places. Um, ah, so the grout out. is... Oh, yeah. someone just removed the grout? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Across the room, toward the center nave, you see a an interestingly familiar shape. It is a roundish metal iron vault door. Well, isn't that often ominous? Well, I guess I'm going to have to get my master door picker, rolls eyes. Oh, and there's that scratching sound again. Real annoying. Uh, behind the door? No, from beneath. It's in the floor. The stones. The stones, man, the stones. Well, this is as far as I'm going to explore without backup. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll head back up. Uh, make sure Froomey is still there. <laughs> That's okay, always dog. evil. I think you, you, the two parties sort of, you come in from one side, the other, the other's coming from the other. Yeah. I'm sure the dog has uh, learned the benefits of a warm hearth. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, I see you found something interesting. The ring to Flint say, well, found the remains of one of your kin. I I will immediately try to find a finger to put that on. I'm collecting, I guess. You know what? If I notice that door ajar, I'm going to go downstairs. Well, I, just give me a minute here before you go running off. <laughs> Does, I, I want to hear what... Ufkel, what's with the package? Plunk onto a table. Uh, you haven't cut up yet for firewood and un- unloaded. Ledger books for the black Blackstone. I keep wanting to call it Black Rock, which is a totally wrong game. Blackstone Brewery. But before you dip your nose into that, lose all sense of time, I think I may have found a vault. A vault? A vault. A vault? Under a vault. brown vault? <laughs> a vault. A vault. My, a my, vault. Okay, my, my, the hair on the back of my neck is standing up because I know what I read in that book. <laughs> Someone's practicing gymnastics underneath. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a bit, a bit beyond me for the pick. If you only had some way to get in. There was obviously some violence done, presumably, between dwarves here. Though, set that other book down and say, the end of this one mentions they were trapped in the valley, doesn't say by what. Then there was some greed over something, possibly Nog. I'm trying to make sure I convey this all correctly. Sure, so, like, the first mm-hmm. uh, uh, bit was, like, we came for shelter... Uh, there was a section that said brothers carried it from Gothar's seat. Uh, another bit says we're trapped in the valley. Uh, and a little below that, relentless even in the daytime. 
And then it devolved into keep the secret. Mustn't let them know too many questions. A quick then, bit of lore. How yeah. long can a troll live for? As far as you know, at least as long as dwarves. They never die of natural causes. You don't Asked. get along, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, they've been around for forever, so potentially forever. You don't know if they procreate. I wonder if that troll we dispatched is what, trapped, is what trapped them here. What a terrible way to go. Trolls aren't usually relentless in the daylight. No, but he did have, and I and I point to my, uh, yeah, he did have big tusks, didn't he? Yes. And those statues out yes. there. Yes. You share they're not trolls sleeping? I don't think I look, trolls lay eggs. No, not, not lay eggs. Sleeping. I look at the dying light streaming through the uh, slits. And then the paranoia set in. Those statues sounded more like they were carved all Holders. in the same position and not like running and suddenly frozen in place. If you're asking me, uh, yeah. Now, there were boulders. Uh, so they, they were yeah. effigies. Anywho, so uh, while uh, we have Froomey here man- manning the pot, I'd love for you to take a crack at that vault, Wolf Cow. I think I'll do a better job with it than he will as I pull out the key. Lift the eyebrow. <laughs> you are a man of many resources. <laughs> I'm going to start heading down, down there. Key. <laughs> <laughs> Turn it around <laughs> for the last month. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, going to leave them there and, and start down the stairs. You'll need a candle. I'll take one off the table then. It's something is on. Something is obviously on my mind. I'm not talking to any of you guys. <laughs> well, when do you ever? You always go off on your own. <laughs> it is your thing. I'll strive to catch up because the last thing we. Well, it's a strange sight, and I think poor Ufkel's going to shed a tear when he sees the state of the tons. I have my lantern and I hold it up and I look. <sighs> Where's that vault? Light holds the lamp up. Yeah, as we're heading down there, Flint, you know, if your kin went to killing each other over Nog and Ufkel, he's just going to go completely mad. Yeah, but we're not crazy for Nog, are we? Ufkel is. (laughs) (laughs) He's only one. We may have to, you know, restrain him. As I swing my axe a little bit, restrain him. (laughs) As we're moving down, I'm... Does the scratching sound disappear again? You don't hear it now. Of course. Only you hear the corpses underneath the floor. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I will point out, look how the grout is dug up. It's very strange. Almost like someone was trying to dig up the floor. But these tiles are huge. Is that in multiple places or one particular stone? or Uh, Almost all of them. How many dwarves are in this place? Well, sounds like only... There's a stabber and a stabby, so we're missing a body. Me, my liege, but you know, we gotta get this vault open, you know. As he sits standing there by the vault door, <laughs> literally going from one foot to the other. Did we leave Froomey up there? Like he should not yeah, be up there. Yeah, yes. Well, you well, could have left uh, Unferth there too, so they wouldn't yeah. be. Yeah, they, they can, they can Unless die together. If you want everyone to come down, we can do that too. Yeah, I don't think we should be leaving anybody alone. Froomey, get his arbalist loaded just in case. Clank, clank, clank. You know, this thing's not opening itself right now, my liege. <laughs> Where's that usual concern about unleashing the horrors of the dark denizens that usually accompanies Ufkel whenever we're approaching something like this? 
they're sitting inside of him right now, because you can just see the look on his eyes. He wants to get in that vault now. Stand back, stand back. Everybody prepare yourselves in case there's something um, untoward here. He, he looks and see which side the, the, the door opens up, and he stand, make sure he stands on the side that lets him get, get in first. As you say, Frumian is uh, fixing his arbalest, uh, Unfirth is hefting his, his axe. The dog yeah. is looking confusedly between all of you. Try the iron key in the lock. We have the fateful scene of you reaching out the key for the keyhole. It fits perfectly. You turn it. There's a series of kachunking and kachunks. Go. Yes. Yes. <laughs> please, please tell me cliffhanger time. Push it open, right? I think it's Paul, yeah. This big, heavy iron door swings out uh, slowly on its hinges, grinding slightly with a bit of a whine. And there's a bit of a reflection of light from the lantern reflecting whatever is inside the vault. And I think maybe that's where we... Yes, yes, yes. All right. Not quite as far as I would have hoped, but um, that's okay. We'll wrap it up next time. All right. So let's look at your characters. Guys are certainly searching the Goddam Retreat or Redoubt. Mm -hmm. That's uh, Oldkill's first belief. Uh, I'll give you a fate for that. Uh, I guess you're helping search for stuff. So I'll Mm -hmm. I'll give you a fate for... eh, Actually... I don't think you explicitly helped the prince search for the Gadaram shield. So no, I was obsessing more over the nog. And I I don't think. Okay, I think you played the belief. You you, you will combat the curses, but I, I don't think yeah. you tested anything or ha- were in a position no. to test anything. So no. So for instincts, I think you weren't really given too many orders other than to run. <laughs> Uh, I think you're definitely playing the obsessed trait. I don't know if superstitious put us in a, a new situation or like got you in trouble yet, but definitely a fate for obsessed. I think I maybe want to award you a mold breaker actually for, um, mm. for the final belief since it seems like you are jettisoning <laughs> all <laughs> caution when it comes to, uh, you know, getting the nog. Getting the nog is clearly more important than looking out for the, the curses that may, may threaten the company, right? So take your mold breaker persona. Flint, right. congratulations, you found the Gotham Retreat. Take a persona point. Uh, you did not explicitly help Slate find Glowstone. Well, we talked he, about it, but true. You, you went to some lengths to uh, make sure Slate was in one piece, right? Um, uh, funny thing you should mention about the glowstone. Uh, yeah. I, that's why I did head downstairs, because I was saying, well, somebody's got to be digging that up somewhere. I uh-huh. wasn't expecting a vault. I was expecting sure. a mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you get nothing yet. Fair enough. But I, I will give you a fate for um, keeping Slate in one piece. Mm-hmm. I think the troll, for one, kind of stupid but fun. <laughs> <laughs> I totally bought uh, Slate the time needed to cross the bridge. <laughs> totally. Yes, totally. Yes. Let's see about your instincts. Uh, I believe a task undone. Well, I don't, yeah, well. That, that's kind of why I, I actually yeah. stayed behind and set up camp, because I, I was thinking of a, a warm, comfortable place in the Goddamn Retreat, rather than sticking my nose into other people's business like everyone else did. <laughs> 
don't I don't know if it's it's really trouble yet though. Um, no, no. But I, I did want to set up that base, but totally not not a trouble. Uh, where yeah. are your traits? Beautiful, aggressive, partial deafness. <laughs> well, you mentioned you weren't hearing so well on one ear, but it's an interesting character moment. Good intentions. I don't know if your good intentions really messed anything up, and we didn't play up the haunted trait either this time. Mm. So, uh, to next shield of the dwarves. If you want to get back to bravery in the face of trolls, sure. I should have got, given you an extra die for that. Actually, uh, now that I. See that trait, but that's won't. okay. The tr- troll got his own. Uh, so for Fandral, you certainly helped find the Godram retreat. Take a persona. You are currently investigating if there's something in the retreat that could be of use, uh, and you've tested stuff. So take a, a fate for that. Uh, and I think I may have some twists and turns for you next session. Let's go on to slate. Okay, so well, you weren't explicitly part of the bloodshed, but you were kind of ready to be. So that's interesting. Nothing really Arta-worthy yet. No, to protect uh-huh. protect uh, Flint. Yeah. I think you acted on the belief, but I don't think you fought to realize the belief. You let Slint... Sl- Slint. <laughs> you let Flint <laughs> risk himself against the troll, right? When when he insisted. But on the second... But I had no choice. Oh, the prince yeah. grabbed me. Oh, so you have no choice when the prince grabs you? That's an interesting... Okay. If, if somebody grabs you and is starting to drag you, don't really have a choice. You can always wrestle him and push him down the crevice. I expect my orders to be followed. <laughs> <laughs> Find glowstone deposit for the spider prince. I think you're on the way. I, I'm, I'll give you a fate for that. You're keeping an eye out. And you're looking for hints. Stuff. But I don't think the others really, really came up. At least not in tests. So. No, they didn't. Okay, no real fighting for you this time, so I'm skipping the instincts. Oh, definitely take a fate for the secretive uh, character trait. You and Flint have your own little Kelly's heroes, like secret gold um, <laughs> thing going. Uh, I think that's amusing. <laughs> I think that's it. Leaps us with Workhorse and MVP. So, Workhorse, the helper, the person with the gear, the person with the stuff. Uh, hands down, that's bridge building Ufkel. Yep. Both All right. Them. Okay. So I, I do my best. Persona workhorse for Oakkill. So MVP, uh, the one who shines in the last moments and about whom everyone agrees. Damn, we couldn't have done it without him. I'm Drives gonna, the story to its conclusion. I'm stuck on this one because you because know, when you say drive the story to the conclusion, well, somebody did have a key, but at the same time, I'd like to think that real handy axe roll against the troll. Turned an ugly situation into a victory. So I'm half nominating the prince, half nominating Flint. (laughs) I kind of agree with Flint. I mean, Todd. Anyone else in the peanut gallery have an offer? No, I'm I'm good with that, too. So uh, MVP persona for Flint. Yay, who needs it because he burns through it like water. (laughs) (laughs) Not that you burn water. Thank you for playing. Thank you for running it. Yay! Yeah. I hope it wasn't too terribly slow in the in the beginning, but you know. No, no, no. no. I, I think it was a great lead up to that mystery. And so it's like I feel like Geraldo Rivera. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll catch you next week then. All right. All right. See you next week. Bye, bye, guys. Yeah, I'll take care. Bye, bye. The yeah. prince is helping to find a shield. He's not actually looking for a shield for himself. The Goddam 
is Todd's character's house not Ari's character's house? What is with you guys? Belief number one is about inaugural piece. Belief number three is about inaugural piece. Are you are you nearsighted? Well, what is the problem? <laughs> But yeah. he was a philologist. Never convicted. <laughs> Max Silver here, and I just want to remind you all that you can find our adventures at the following places. My buddy Doc might know what they are, but I sure as heck don't. Anyway, find us at our forums at thesundayskypers.freeforums.org or at our Facebook page, whatever the heck a Facebook page is, or at our Google Plus page. Again, what the hell is a Google Plus page? I don't know. Or you can mail us at Sunday Skypers, um, some little A thing with a circle around it. What the heck is that thing? I don't know. Zoho.com. That's a strange mailing address. Hey, Doc, can you tell me what the heck that little funny A sign is?